This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Right, well, what is, what, what is coming to you with this podcast? <laughs> um, yes, I'd like uh, to put a warning first um, that this could be quite triggering to mm. anybody that may have been spiked or attacked or assaulted in any way. It's, it's a gruelling listen, isn't it? And it's a very long listen, and we have, unusually for us, we have some guests talking very passionately about the subject... Um, and our daughter, and obviously Carlitos are in there too, and we have a lot of very distressing and difficult social media uh, messages. messages to yeah. read out. And so the subject is? Um, spiking. It's everywhere that we look at the moment, isn't it, in the news? So, yeah, spiking, whether that be in your, in your glass, something dropped into your glass or injected. Hello and welcome to um, Confessions of a Modern Parent. Mark and I are both feeling a bit sombre this morning with this topic. It's, I think it's one of the worst ones that we've tackled so far through yeah. Confessions of a Modern Parent. I think there's a danger sometimes when uh, people tune into this to think, oh, why, why are so many of their subjects problematic and da-da-da and da-da-da and da-da-da. This is a serious subject. It's mm. a very serious subject. It is a sombre subject and it is an important subject for parents of daughters and sons. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I did a post on this subject. This is the spiking, um, the new spiking horror that we've been hearing about over the last couple of weeks, um, where girls are being spiked in clubs, and I think occasionally some boys as well, but mostly girls. You do hear um, with, yeah. with actual injections of drugs. So just, um, to, just to clarify what that means, because there was a lot of confusion when I talked about this on our YouTube channel last week. This is where someone spikes your drink with a date-rate drug of some form, mm. leaves you vulnerable, falling mm. asleep, falling about, more drunk Sometimes than you were. Sometimes completely unconscious. Yeah, and this is also, more recently, there have been, of the 164 cases reported in the last two months, 24 of them were injected spikings. So yeah. this is someone coming up to you, sidling alongside you in a club as a woman, or potentially as a man, uh, and not even noticing that a small syringe has gone into you. Yeah. So um, I, I, I was very cross and upset, as any, every parent is, I think, at the moment. And I did a post on Instagram and I got an overwhelming response to it. Uh, we're going to read some of your uh, the hundreds and hundreds of messages I've got. I found them really upsetting, actually. My heart breaks for every one of you yeah. that told us your story. Um, but through that, I made contact with um, a group, Girls' Night In, uh, leads now. Girls' Night In is is a movement that is a, nationwide. All the big cities where there are universities, and they started up all these Instagram accounts. I think in the same week, just in the last couple of weeks, and um, they are they have 
they're great. They're just just amazing young women that are, that are not standing back and going, oh my god, this is another situation where we have to think, mm. what do we do? Should we put armor out and armor on now when we go to? Then they want to think of a way that they can feel safer in clubs, mm. and they want the ongoing discussion on how we can. Um, Think about why some men are doing this. Uh, What's yeah. going on? <clears throat> I agree. We have to stop the victim <clears throat> blaming and shaming and we have to look at what is wrong with our society and why some people, some groups of men, think this is funny. And also, I really want to knock into the long grass or knock out of the ballpark or anything that involves <laughs> a bat and a ball or something. <laughs> um, this Every single time we talk about, like it was with the Sarah Everard case, it was with predatory, you know, uh, toxic masculinity. And now it's with this. If you are of the category of person who your first thought is to say, well, it's not all men, and it's, uh, and it's happening to more people, it's happening to as many people as it is just women, let me just say this to you. That statement is because you've been conditioned by a patriarchal society. Because what I'm beginning to realise is that whenever women want to talk about something that affects women, you hear first a clamouring of everyone saying who's not included in this. I know. It's outrageous. No. So this, this is, this we is are a primarily female, man against yeah. woman conversation. Yeah, and, and under, I know that some men are spiked in the same way, and this is, that is disgusting and awful, but we are the majority, yeah. the massive majority, is women. And that's not moment. to denigrate that. No. But I do think what ends up happening, like with the Labour Party, is everyone needs to get their slice of the pie and the whole argument gets lost because we can't be strong, yeah. we can't be clear, and we yeah. can't go with conviction. Because this is really about misogyny. This is yeah. about power. Remember, rape isn't really about sex, it's about power. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm, I met these lovely girls and they wanted to do a little interview with me for their, um, for their campaign. Uh, the campaign, which is to try and get clubs basically to step up the plate, up to the plate and help girls feel um, safer. Um, so we thought it'd be a really good idea to include them in this podcast. Now, please forgive the, uh, some of the sound is a bit, is a bit off because they were in Leeds and there's three of them on one mic. And uh, yeah, so we had a bit, a few technical issues. I think I've but done a good job of tidying it up. Yeah, but I think it's really, it'd be really good for you to stick with it and listen to it. Mm. Uh, three smart, determined young women that made me feel, I feel emotional, <laughs> I actually do, made me feel just a bit hopeful that mm. we can make changes as long as we keep believing that we can. We're all tired, we're worn out as parents and as where we think, oh, what can we do? The whole world is just horrendous, you know? Mm. And, our, and we, we have to hear that more and more our children are saying that to us. So we have to keep fighting for our children and believing that we can make changes, don't we? So we have Izzy. We have Izzy, we have Jocelyn and we have Isabel. Isabel and they are at Leeds University. And um, yeah, have a listen, they've got a lot to say. So girls, what a treat that I get to speak to you twice in one week. Smart, full power women, that's what I like. Tell us a bit about how Girls Night In started, because I, I love what, you go, what you're doing across the country. It was started in uh, Nottingham by a girl. Was it Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Oh, sorry, yeah. Edinburgh. I think I heard her on LBC. Is that the girl that was on LBC the other day? Martha, yeah. yeah, Martha yeah. Williams. Yes. Yes, okay, that's go on. That seems to be where the first wave of injection mm. spiking was seen in Scotland. Mm. And then it's kind of trickled down to universities and down here as well. 
and now it's everywhere, which is a boring thing. But um, yeah, it was started by a woman called Martha in Edinburgh. And it's yeah. popped up all over the country. I think almost every single city in the UK has one now. And there's not just yeah. uni cities. And there's a girls' night in London as a whole. Just yeah. the whole city of London, which isn't just about university-age students. It's because some of the stories we've had in of people in their 30s and 40s being spiked online is out in the oh, past couple of weeks. It's not just God. affecting uni students. It yeah. seems to just be anyone's yeah. anyone's fair game at the moment, which is the concerning thing. Do you feel do you feel the Sarah Everard case has uh, almost incentivized men? They know that women are a bit scared. They feel a sense of control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what our daughter Maddie is. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, it's it's interesting because I think people kind of talk about what is the cause for like why maybe spiking is happening and rises in sexual assault and yeah. like street like harassment. Um, and a lot of it gets put on the idea of like there's like a sexual want for like men men want sex men mm. want, and it's to do with rape and stuff like that but I, I it feels more like a power trip I think mm. people I think they kind of get off on it in, yeah. in a quite sinister way I think it's like the fact that they know that women are getting scared and actually yeah. getting mm. kind yeah. of mobilizing together because yeah. they are really really in fear mm. and angry about it I think it it's almost like we were saying earlier that we think it's like almost like they they're starting to do it more maybe yeah. because it's mm-hmm. that is it's just a response to us yeah. showing our fear and it's really scary. That That's sense. what makes yeah. me so angry is that so That's, many yeah, women yeah. since Sarah have, we're always asked, aren't we? When whenever new new tragic case, can you share your stories? Can you tell us what's happened so we can do something? I think now we want action. It's not <laughs> there's so many stories being shared and then we forget about it all, don't we? Until the next one, yeah. until the next problem comes along. Yeah. Is it? What is the girls' night in movement wanting to change in our clubs across the country? So we really want the clubs to take accountability and responsibility for the safety of people in their clubs. Um, I think too long it's just been, you know, it's, the, it's been put on women and the blame has been put on women and there's been a lot of victim blaming, there's a lot of shame attached to it. And we, we don't want that to be the case anymore. I think we're asking for clubs to put policies in place and training for all staff members so there is clear protocol that if someone's spiked, everyone knows what to do. There is a safe place that this person can go and recover. Mm-hmm. And they are that's someone there is dedicated to looking after the people in the clubs. That is their job. Yeah. And so it, much more on the welfare side. We want to make sure that people, if someone's been spiked, they can get home safely. Because a lot of time, women are just, and well, anyone that's been spiked, uh, are kicked out of the club because often they just appear too drunk. Yeah. And it can, I mean, bouncers can, you know, it can be miscommunicated, but a lot of time they're just kicked out and it's public transport needs is quite poor. And it can be really difficult to get home. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that everyone is safe on their night out and all the way until they get home. Um, and my daughter so said, our daughter said that um, what happens is you want, might want to go out with somebody that you're worried that's being spied, but then they won't let you back in the club, the people yeah. that have oh, yeah, them. Oh, yeah, you leave to help them. Readmission into clubs seems is like one massive part of what we're trying to change. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you've had a case of people helping their friends who've been spiked and then not being allowed back in themselves, which is just another vulnerable woman on the streets mm-hmm. at night. And I mean, on the club's part, kicking girls out, if anything, to do with the Sabina Nessa and Sarah Everett cases of tortoises is that 
what we should be avoiding at all costs is to put vulnerable women on their own yeah, on the streets why is this still why is this still happening this shouldn't even be had like having to be changed it should just be that's a drunk girl she doesn't have her phone or her keys best probably not a good idea to send her out into the city mm. that she's probably not that acquainted with especially if she's a new student mm. do you think that happens every night in clubs mm. Yeah, I mean, people get kicked out of clubs every single night. Some of them Mm. aren't spiking cases. But even in that case, still, if if you're incredibly intoxicated and you're staggering around on your own in a city that you're not acquainted with, that's a massive thing. It's the biggest dilemma as a man, or if you're out and about and you see a young woman or or, or not a young woman who's Mm. in a state of distress or inebriation. I mean, I I don't drink and I haven't drunk for 17 years. And I see them and I... You, you make a judgment on whether you are going to help or if you yeah. were to help, how that would scare yeah. them. I mean, even when you're a well-meaning... And so what you tend to do is you tend to look around and you see their friends or you see that they're just, I don't know, sort of 10 yards ahead of their friends. But I just wanted to ask, the bit about all of this that completely staggers me, and you made this point the other day, Nadia, is that fears of spiking and the thought of going out, it's become almost like when you go out, make sure you cross the road and make sure you don't get spiked. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is happening here? That we, we've almost added it on a sort of checklist mm. of, yeah. of not obviously not acceptable things, but acceptable hazards. Well, Jocelyn, you said that yesterday, didn't you? When we were talking, you said, you know, it's become part of what your parents say when you go to university. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and of course, there's the spiking. We've got to change that narrative. It's not an acceptable thing to poison someone. Exactly. Yeah. That was a really interesting discussion we had yesterday when we were mm. talking about we needed to shift the narrative around spiking culture because it's the even just the word spiking takes mm. away the severity of it. Yes, yes. Evening, whether it's feeding someone with alcohol all night until they're drunk enough to consent. Sorry, that was inverted commas. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> um, spiking someone's drink, sexually assaulting them. It's it's poisoning. You're yeah. inject, especially with the injections. That's people yeah. are being paralysed. That's actually yeah. could grievous bodily harm, and it's a serious. Sad. And at the moment, it's treated with a slap on the wrist and an apology from what? the car owners and a pretty half-assed attempt from the police, at, like local police services, mm. who we're still waiting for a statement from. Yeah, they seem to be covering our message. Really, they, they, they themselves don't know how to handle because it's too big i think the situation is so out of control but even the police now were like it's, it's so tricky to work out what the hell to do but that's no reason like i i said to you yesterday i got a bit annoyed with mark's mum when she came in yesterday i was talking about how i was going to be chatting to you and she said oh what about love i said well these girls are amazing they're trying to shift the the change want to shift the blame they want to oh well they won't succeed love i've got to i've got to stress my mother is a a, an ardent feminist and you know lesbian activist and and i said mom you can't you can't give up on this at this and i think this is something that i've always got irate brought up as by in a feminist household is when i hear other women saying oh but this is just what's you know this is to be expected whenever i hear someone say that to my child whether it's your family my family whoever i literally grab them take them out of the room and say this is not acceptable somebody said yesterday to me well girls have just got to stop getting drunk oh my god and i went no boys have got to stop poisoning girls yeah. girls can drink drink is legal and yeah. it's totally fine I just, I just watch myself almost like when i go out like start to blame myself like even i was out last night and i i was quite drunk and i, I remember just i got it when i got woke up this morning i was out oh that was that was stupid of me 
I, I walked because I walked my friend halfway home. Right. I didn't want her to walk back by herself and kind of walk back by myself that halfway. And I was like, oh, God, that was really silly of me. Like, that was so yeah. stupid. And I was like, how have I just shifted the blame? Immediately, the bar is quite literally on the floor when it comes to women's safety. Yeah. But she was so shocked that we walked her to door-to-door service and was literally like, how, I don't know how to thank you guys enough. Mm. Our Maddie tells us this. She does this quite often. And I have to say, I'm very, very proud of her, but I also get absolutely terrifying. I mean, how did you get home? But it's amazing. Women are more and more stepping up to help each other um, out. Do you remember yeah. when, when we were younger on the tubes, and this was usually around just sort of violence and getting, I mean, gang violence in London in the... 80s, they had something called the Guardian Angels. Yeah. Remember, they came over from America, yeah, and they, they they, and 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 they they were on the tubes. They were kind of they were former gang members, but they were there to protect people. They and didn't get into fights. They didn't get they into fights. Just... They were just solve and a sort of you know uh, what's the word when you sort of they were kind of like liaison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. They were just trying to defuse. They defuse the situation. That's it. And uh, and and you know everyone felt safer. I mean, do you think the answer is? that sort of action where you have people patrol because I know they're talking about having plain clothed police officers and stuff like that in clubs yeah, aren't they um, yeah I'm not sure I yes. completely agree with that no. I think that is I, I don't think it's like when the Sarah Everard and Skinner Nessa cases were popping up and they're you know with, they, they said oh we're going to put loads more police on the yeah. streets I don't think especially plain clothed officers especially when they, there's obviously some systemic kind of misogynistic yeah, exactly. things going on within the police force I don't think that is good or correct yeah. or the right answer I yeah. think also with security in clubs they have to deal with quite a lot I think maybe we need like you were saying the kind of guardian angel thing maybe you need mm. people who they are points of care like yeah. they can provide yes. those kind of yes. and take that off of security I don't think the reason yes. why they're kicking girls out because they're dealing with quite a lot of stuff it yeah. is a lot that the clubs put on them to have yeah. to like look after girls I'm not saying that they like there are some awful stories that we have heard of bouncers and they're not treating women or people in general correctly but maybe they need to shift away from the security and onto like Mm. Like some kind of guardian angels within the clubs Um, Izzy Izzy, do you have you and um, please don't answer this if you don't feel comfortable with it um, or any of you do you know do you have any personal experience like you know somebody that has had has been spiked with the injection because this is really new to all of us isn't this it is as adults we just didn't know about this until like three days ago yeah no it's been such a recent development really over the last two weeks or so that the injections have like you know been suddenly they've popped up everywhere and um, so on our instagram page we opened up um, just an anonymous space if people wanted to come to us and tell us their story. Um, and we got one from someone that she's happy for us to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was on Saturday night at a club here in these one of the really popular clubs. Um, and she she was at the club. She started to feel unwell. She felt dizzy. Um, she didn't feel like her symptoms were that severe. 
active enough to have been spiked. Um, however, when the next day, this often happens, sometimes you don't realise you've spiked until the next day and you think back. And she just didn't have much memory of the night. Um, and then the next day after that, after still not feeling like the, it was right, it, she just felt like something was wrong, um, they found a small prick-like mark on her back. Um, oh so they, they went to A&E and they confirmed there that it was an injection site. And oh, my God. Um, so did you did you know what it was they'd injected? Because I haven't on all the radio shows and everything. I've just nobody said what they think is in these injections. Yeah, no, we don't know. Yeah, reports have been properly like de- determined. So the issue is that we don't. It could be a concoction of different state yeah. drugs or yeah. like hypnol, like all like which is the ma- the massive issue at the moment. Is there's no toxicology confirmed reports, so we don't even know what. God, they they haven't even bothered to do that. That is something that needs to be done. We need to know what's in these yes. drugs so we can know, you know, how to help people. Can I just uh, ask? Sorry, go on. I was just saying, say when she was in hospital, she's had to then receive um, hepatitis B vaccinations and antibiotics, further blood tests. She's got two further vaccinations will need to be done in, oh, and new blood oh. testing in further weeks' time. And she really wanted to raise awareness of the pain for the following two days. Um, and if it wasn't for that pain, she probably wouldn't have got checked. So she said it's important to note that being spiked does not necessarily mean being fully unconscious, etc. as this yeah. is not the case for me. Yeah. Um, if someone suspects anything, it's so important to get it checked ASAP, as hospitals being extremely accommodating with the rising cases. Yeah. Um, so she has reported the incident to the police, and they're going to speak to her. Um, but, yeah, so it's just I really, like, really when it's the... You know, at least hospitals are, you know. I, 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 it's an important part of what you're doing as well, and I will try and get this out as well, that I, we've got to start reporting everything that happens to us. Yeah. Because yeah. until, the problem is, we all feel, we have this with our daughter when things happen mm. with her, and we say we need to call the police, and she goes, Mum, there's no point. And I, and I end up after a day going, mm. well, yeah, there is no point, you know, but we've got to make the point. We've got to overwhelm them, and so they understand how often this is happening. That is yeah. horrific, that story. Yeah. yeah, and if, if people aren't reporting even the smaller cases, then the police will think it's less of an issue than it yes. has. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, more the more rising reportings, they'll realise how seriously they need to take yeah. it and they yeah. need to pursue these cases yeah. and in convictions. I think this all goes back to like shifting the narrative from victim blaming to perpetrator shaming. Mm. You need to stop. I think a lot of girls, I think spiking for a lot of people is embarrassing, which is horrible yes. to say, but... I, because you've done everything you're told, like as Isabel was saying, you've still felt the morning after that you've done something wrong, even though you've gone a night out with your friends. And it's, I think a lot of people are too ashamed to come forward because they did, they've covered your drink, da, 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 da. oh, I was too drunk. Maybe just like something like getting grabbed on the street mm. or like groped on the tube. Mm. It's like, oh, it's not serious enough to report. I don't want to yeah. bother them because they have We've so got much to. Money. We've got to start reporting. There's a lot of denial involved in it as well, yes. I think in terms of sexual assault in particular it you sometimes it, it can happen and you just think surely that no no i yeah. lost yeah. right like, there's no there's no way that just happened right. like, no i like you don't want to report it because you're kind of conditioned to think that you you just gaslight yourself basically yeah it's, that's like, a really good way of putting it yeah. you do yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's interesting because our daughter you know who's brought up obviously in a very open household and very feminist household and everything and every time she tells me something happens whether somebody's shouted something horrible awful to her or a friend has got like you know touched up or something in the street she 
she always automatically tells me what they were wearing or what she was wearing. Right. And I always say, I don't care what you were wearing. No. But it's just so ingrained, even though she's been brought up in this household, that she must state what she was wearing to just clear it all up that it wasn't in any way anyone's fault. Even in terms of like when it actually does go to trial, like countless trials yeah. internationally have used women's clothing and even their yes. underwear as reasoning oh, for sexual assault. I think it's conditioned into you as a woman to like make the link between showing skin and mm. asking for it. It's this whole like, narrative of she was asking for it. And I think it's transactional as well, like also yeah. in clubs, the whole thing of like when you go out and people are buying you drinks, if someone buys you a drink, and they assault you at the same time, it's almost like, mm, they, yeah. they were buying me a drink, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you're someone, it's really, I don't know, if they spike you in yeah. as well, and mm. they've bought you that drink, you know, you, you don't go, oh, they spiked me. You go, right. oh, like, I took a drink of someone. That was stupid. I, I, had a, I had a message from somebody the other day on my Instagram, and she told me the most horrific story where she'd taken a drink, she appeared to be very drunk. Her friend left her. She said she can never forgive her friend. She was taken into a room. She can't remember. She doesn't know whether it was two or three men and she was raped. And do you know what she said in that message to me? I was so stupid to take that drink. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> it's like a drink, you know, it can't be the crime was committed and she's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All these years later, she's saying, I was stupid to take that drink. No, they were stupid, vile, horrible monsters yeah. to do what they did to you. As well, she can't forgive her friend for doing that as much mm. as her friend. You know, you have yeah. a duty of care for your friends, but it, it's just the fact that those are the people that we tend to blame. Yes, 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 yes. For not policing us. Yeah, you're more cross with your friend than the other person. Yeah, it's completely internalised, yeah. completely ingrained in the way the whole society operates. And it's it's a really, when we when it says that way, it seems like such a big job to change this mm. whole narrative, but it is something that we need to keep working at. Oh, 100%. And thank God for you girls. Yeah, thank God. Can I, just, I just want to ask two, two kind of interrelated questions, because obviously this is a uh, podcast about parenting. And when the injecting, um, spiking thing kicked in, I sort of felt rather smart and that, you know, as a dad, I could have all bases covered. You know, the, the other advantage as a dad is you can, you can force yourself into the mind of having been a young man, having been all, all those things. I mean, and obviously one can't get one's head around this kind of behavior at all but you can troubleshoot all the elements of what these boys are like. Cause I've been up against boys. I know what men are like. I know what boys are like, the worst kind of boys and also the best kind of boys and men. Um, and I thought I could get that covered, the drink. When this came out, I was like, shit, what do we do? how do you manage this? How do you do or say anything when you've got an unwitting thing coming into your body? from God knows where. And actually, off the back of that, a question we wanted to ask you, and this might be an impossible question to answer. So an 18-year-old is going to a club for a very first time this Saturday night, Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, Edinburgh, Glasgow. And what advice would you give her? Yeah. I mean, sadly, the first thing that springs to your mind is the advice that you're taught your whole life, which falls back to, mm. oh, you should probably make sure you've got your phone charged and your keys mm. and make sure you're with at least two friends at once because if you're with one and you get separated then you're on your own mm. make sure that if you go to the bar you're watching your drinks i always give advice which is probably not great in terms of alcohol consumption but in terms of safety maybe do a shot at the bar instead so you don't have to carry a drink on the dance yeah. floor right but with the injection wow. spiking this is like 
for none of us. Like, what's going to, yeah. what, what can yeah. wear? Stab his vest? Yeah. Cover yeah. everything but into your body, head to toe and stab. Yeah. Like, it's, I guess it's just being aware of your surroundings, but also at the same time, trying not to let that hyper-awareness ruin your night. Yeah, I think that's really, all I wish I could say was like, just enjoy yourself. Go yeah. out, have yeah. a great night. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. You're going out to a club. Yeah. You, should, you deserve to be able to go exactly. out and not have to worry about these things. But I can't. And I wish that I really want, like my little sister's 15 and I, I would so laugh by the time she goes mm. into a club that she doesn't have to do that. But I, yeah. I mean, realistically, that's probably not the case. I just well, let's have belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have belief. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's not be like my mother. Let's not be like my mother. Can I just ask, is what, what advice would you give to men uh, grown men and younger men, what can we do to support and help? It's about, uh, men need to hold other men accountable yeah, as well. I think that the amount of times this happens, there are a lot of men that are staying silent because yeah. they probably yeah. know people that have done this. And yeah. if you're staying silent, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Yeah. Because you are, you know, you're, you're part of a something that's really harming women. You're mm. poisoning women. You're complicit in that. And what you need to call them out, you need to report it to the police. These people can't be your friends if they're doing this. Yeah, like, yeah you're absolutely and it right. Needs to be such a, if you're, as a man, you have a responsibility to make sure nobody in your circle is doing this. Yeah. And mm. you're really, you know, you're looking out for we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? That this 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 yeah. sentence that my girls often say, which is, "Oh yes, yeah, so and so was is a bit rapey," and this has become yeah. an accept. Yeah. Oh and you God. girls, but you knew about this, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, he's a bit creepy, but he's harmless. It's yeah, just he's nice. You know, pops up a lot. And I guess it's it's really, he grabs my waist sometimes. Oh, yeah. like, it's only when he's really drunk. Oh, yeah. God almighty. I mean, is anger an appropriate response? Yes. Is anger... I mean, I just want to go out. I mean, when the girls go... When our girls are going out, and Izzy, especially my eldest, she's 27 now, she'd get dressed up, she'd be in very revealing clothing, and I just wanted to throw my bomber jacket over her, rugby tackle her to the floor, and just hold her and protect her. Because otherwise, you know... and, and she she would always say to me, why should I change what I'm wearing? And I'd be like, sweetheart, we know you shouldn't, but I'm saying it as your dad. My worry is that there are fucking nasty fuckers out there who yeah. will take a, could take advantage. And you're, uh, so we'd always go, bye, have a yeah, nice yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, oh. just, just again, just, we won't keep you much longer because we, we, we yeah. bled you dry because we're fascinated by all of this. Yeah. But again, because it's a parenting podcast, have you got anything... Any advice that you would give to a, somebody that's parenting a boy? Oh, right. Oh, this is it's a very, I guess, because that's the side that you don't look at as yeah, much. Yeah, good question. Female yeah. I guess all this whole culture surrounding toxic masculinity and that it's emasculating to want to have care for women. And mm. if you're, especially, well, I guess, like, not boys that I'm personally friends with, but I've definitely seen it happen, calling out your friends and looking out for a woman, oh, you obviously just fancy her, or, or it's this whole like, thing of, the, like, oh, the horrible phrase, oh, don't be gay, that comes yeah. up way yeah. too much, which is just a whole other like, disgusting culture around like, homophobia. But I think it's just to be, to if you're finding yourself in a position where you're ignoring criminal behavior of your friends, mm. they're not your friends. Mm. You, you should never feel embarrassed to speak up again about your friends. The same with girls, if I saw one of my friends 
poisoning someone on the way out, we would not be friends. It's yeah. <laughs> very good yeah. point. Yeah. Poisonings. Yeah. Oh my God, Sarah just just poisoned that bloke <laughs> over there yeah. with an injection. Well, that's normal on a night out. Something the girls drink and just look the other way because he probably does it every Friday. Oh, that's just Dave. That's what he does. It's a bit mm. creepy, but he's one of the boys. Like, it's this whole narrative of that it's, I think as well, the, the idea what I think is a really dangerous part of lad culture is protecting your boys. Mm. It's that aspect of like, well, you are, you've got to protect your boys. Your wingman, your wingman, your wingman. Tell if, if, if they, yeah. if one of your mates does something questionable or illegal, essentially, yeah. you protect them, you protect your lads because that is your mm. group, that is your pack. And it's this mentality that they don't give to women. Yeah. They don't say protect our girls. Like mm. you don't, I, I think what they really need to do is stop normalising, just accepting the shitty mm. behaviour of their friends and actually yeah. start calling them out because realistically those boys who are doing the spiking, they're, they're not going to listen to women. Mm. They're not. They're no. not going to listen to us. They are going to listen to their boys that they they protect and they respect and they don't respect us. So it is on those boys who remain silent to actually speak <laughs> Their friends, and, and I think, yeah. and mum and dads need to talk to them about that yes. from a very young age. Yeah, from a young age, it needs to be it's an education, it's educating young boys how to respect women at the most basic level. It's exactly. just boys that women should be respected, and it comes from that because all of these cases are just the lack of respect to yeah. women. And it's mm. from it needs to be from such a young age, it needs mm. to be ingrained, even as simple as just encouraging your kids from a young age to have friends of both genders. Exactly. Yeah, removing exactly. the stigma around having girlfriends and like because you can be friends, it doesn't matter if yeah. your sex is a personality is a personality, it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy. And my little brother, he's 10. He's never batted an island that most of his friends are girls. I don't even think he sees that yeah. that's the thing. But as he grows up, he's probably going to get... Not, I hope not. And he definitely... If he, if he does, then I'm not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of girlfriends as a man, yeah. automatically mean that you're gay. Which it's true. I have more girlfriends than than men. I can't stand men. No, you don't. I mean, I don't like most men. I just find I'm and, terribly and, no, no. And on that point, I mean, I remember working. You know, when I've employed people, I've had people work for me where they've done the thing in a crew vehicle. We're heading off to shoot, and they'll point at someone, and because it happens in a slightly more middle class reference, or yeah, they use words that aren't quite so horrible. The first time he did it, this one chap, I turned to him and said, "I said that girl is the same age as my daughter." So the next time you do that, try and put the face of your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, your niece, or your potential daughter that you're going to have in your life on that person, and maybe that will stop you. Yeah, Yeah, that is—it's always someone's daughter. Yeah, someone's. But isn't sad that it's always someone? I think the fact that you can only afford respect to those women who are you are close to yeah. in your life yeah. and you can't just see a, a woman that you don't know and have that same level yeah. of respect it's yeah. really shocking that that is the way you have to shocking. relate it so it's you have to relate it to be respected yes. it's, it's really it's animalistic it's mm. it really is so base it, it is what has to be done because I don't think that there are men that can't wrap their heads around the fact that like there are women out there with like you know lives and personalities yeah. and like things to say and they can only see it in their mother figures or maybe their daughters and that's I guess what has to be yes I mean look at look at um this awful but his name has slipped my mind Wayne Cousins who yeah. murdered Sarah Edward he has daughters of himself I know and, like, I know doesn't guarantee anything and and his and his colleagues called him the rapist 
Yeah. It's, it's men awful. not it's men with mothers and sisters and kids who are viewing women as complete objects, but mm. the women closest to them in a completely different light. Mm. Which is just this narrative that I guess it just comes back to just treat everyone the same. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to be blood yeah. to have yeah. an ounce of respect for someone. I think especially as Isabel said, just this denial that you're a free thinking woman with mm who deserves to be safe why does that only extend just a human being you know just a human being just think of it on that level my heart goes out to you because i just don't think we live i mean i you know 50 years old and as i look at culture generally we live in a less and less empathetic world it's more about separating people into binary situations you're a yes you're a no you're this and all the truth sits in the gray area and i just think you know what's really sad is that you're out there striving away and i'm just thinking you know where are these men being sort of cooked up and where are they sort of learning this yeah. behavior you know we talk about schools trying to do so much and we've talked about it on our, on our social media you know on the one hand schools can only do so much like you say about clubs they've got so many other things to do and yet if they're going back to a home where they've got a toxic dad and we know already of several in schools that have got toxic dads you're like how do we get leverage around that yeah, exactly. But you know what? We we want to go on. We want to talk to you more over yeah. the coming months, yeah. and I hope we can check in with you uh, regularly on our I podcast. I applaud what you're doing. Yeah, and, you know, it's, so that's so it's so so brilliant. Mm. Thank you so much, girls, and we'll speak to you again. Can I, can I just make one final point? When I get to ninety five and I know my life is pointless, I am going to become a vigilante. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I won't be able to do much, but I'm going to go out there and try and clear the, the streets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, to our listeners, if you'd like to follow these wonderful girls on at, at Girls Night in Leeds, and there's mm. Girls Night in Instagram accounts nationwide, all the big cities where there are universities. So please follow them, support them, share their message with um, the young people in your life and beyond because it's not just young people. Mm. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so Thanks, much. Girls. Thank you. Blimey. Well, I have to say, I, I, you know, as you said before we went into listening to that, um, I was both outraged, horrified, and it's weird. As soon as, you, as, soon as I saw three other young women's faces it, it you realize the problem obviously with your own you worry about your own children and you think oh my god this is a broad problem it's weird isn't it hearing young women other mm. young women talking about it you suddenly realize the scale of the problem i just wanted to hug them all because yeah. it's just like we see our own children's faces in them, <clears> don't we and they're just they're full of hope the, full of hope and full of trust well, that things could change. Full of hope. They've got a little bit that they're trying no, no, to work no, no. But, with, but haven't they? And that's I could what see in their faces heart. that they, you have to have that hope in order in order to drive. Mm. And I could see that that look mm. was in them, a steely resolve, which you And it's really important that we support them. Mm. You know, across mm. the country, we need to support them. We need to support this campaign. Yeah, can can anyone who wants to split hairs not? And please follow all these Girls' Night in uh, Instagram accounts across the country. That's right, there are many of them. Oh, towns. yeah, every, yeah. every, every, yeah, wherever there's a university, I think. Uh, and the actually, <laughs> Girls' Night in London isn't just about universities. In fact, none of it is because you can be any age, you well, can yeah, be in any absolutely. club anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. They've originated it's in, in universities, but yeah. perhaps they're for everyone. Um, Obviously, we're going to have a quick listen to the kids, Maddie and Carlitos, um, and then we're going to read some of your incredibly moving social media posts. This is Maddie. 
Obviously, I find the whole spiking situation that's going on, well, has always been going on, obviously. Um, like, it is really, really scary being a girl and hearing all the stories um, and being in clubs and when you're out and about and everything. It's always at the back of your mind, even if you're having a good time. Um, I think that, yeah, like, it is It is a worry. I, I did say, like, at the start of kind of coming out of lockdown and restrictions and everything that I was... I, I knew I was going to fear for my safety the more the restrictions loosen, just because I feel so many people during lockdown and, you know, when they weren't able to go out and stuff, just kind of, I don't know, fested away. And then now that they can come out, they're kind of just all weirdos. And I remember coming out of the first lockdown last year and it was the most kind of... It was around the time where I experienced the most abuse from men in general um, and boys. And when I've gone to clubs and stuff, you know, recently, like, you can just feel it in the air and it's so... And sometimes, you know, it's just so obvious who... um, out of the people that are there would be the ones to spike or do something really bad to a girl or somebody, do you know what I mean? The other night I went clubbing and we were kind of queuing outside to go in and there were so many people in the queue who were clearly already very, um, like, intoxicated, which is fine, but were aggressive as well and just already trying to hit on girls in the queue and on all of this, um... And luckily, I was with my boyfriend, so I felt a lot safer because I feel as a girl, you always feel safer. It shouldn't be the case, but you always feel safer going uh, on a night out like that if you're with boys. Um, And then literally in the 10 seconds I wasn't with my boyfriend, I got was, like, getting harassed by this guy. And the whole night, you know, I was with, like, four other girls and we were all kind of keeping our eye on each other's drinks and then the boys that were with us were as well. And then you kind of naturally do it and then when you think about it, it's just such a horrible thing that those that's the kind of stuff we have to like think about and worry about. And it's also really upsetting for, you know, decent guys, um, like my boyfriend and uh, all of my guy friends that then have the pressure to be the ones looking after, helping to look after us and have to stick up for us because obviously that's the right thing to do and every guy should be doing that, but it is also still a hard thing to do and it is still kind of quite a lot of pressure on that person. So I think it's just so unenjoyable for decent, nice people when they're going out and I think the biggest and scariest thing about it always the type, majority of the people that, you know, do this kind of stuff like spiking or sexual assault and all of this, they don't actually care about the consequences. Obviously some do, but so many of them just don't care about the consequences, so it's so hard to even know what to do or to even threaten someone like that because they kind of don't feel any threat. And, I yeah, I just feel like with so many people it's kind of out of control and obviously I want, I think clubs can do a lot more um, even if it's just, you know, anti-spiking stuff that, they you know, they put with drinks or if they have more people that are keeping their eye on 
people inside the club, but also, like, maybe stricter measures for people going in. Um, even though I think all, the, all that stuff should be done, it was also a worry because I feel like every time, you know, we're in a situation where there's some sort of violence or something against women or anyone at that matter, as soon as we try and tackle the problem, we fix it temporarily. And then I just feel like the problem leaves, you know, that situation, but then it kind of moves on somewhere else. So, yeah, we might tackle the problem in clubs and pubs and gigs and all of these places where you're going out, but then the problem's just going to move to in the street or or in the house, um, all of this kind of stuff. So I do worry about the problem just being moved rather than actually fixed, and I feel the only way we're going to fix this whole, you know, situation is by somehow finding out the root cause to it and why so many boys and men think it's okay to treat women this way. And whatever the root cause of it is, it needs to change because it's honestly just so messed up. And, um, yeah, it's just messed up to me. I also think it's, like, so messed up that so many guys as well will spike girls and not even to do anything to them. They'll just do it because they find it really funny to see them off their face and obviously very stressed out and scared. I think that's so scary in itself. Like, obviously, it's awful if the reason they're doing it is to do something to them as well, but there isn't even exactly a motive to it. It's just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do that because it's, it's, it's just a laugh. Do you know what I mean? And there are so many girls that are literally dying or have been left paralysed or blinded. And I'd say, obviously, not every girl I know, but pretty much every girl I know has experienced some form of like, has experienced being spiked or, like, almost being spiked and then realising every time we kind of have a girls' night out, it's slightly ruined by the fact that we're having to just be on guard the whole time. Um, We can't just relax, can't just wear what we want to wear, we can't, you know, do what we want to do, like, all of these things that we have to do in order to be safe. And it just pisses me off that it's not, men being told all these different things they can do to make us feel safe. It's just us that's constantly being told all the things we can do to avoid being treated by men like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just all so unfair. Um, And I feel like something has to be done, but it's so hard to know what to do and where to start. And I really don't know the answer with that. Um... All I do really is just I I make sure that when I am out, I do my best to try and look out for everyone I'm with. And if I do see someone that I don't know and they don't seem okay, like I'll 100% always involve myself in the situation. That may get me into some sticky situations, but I, I myself can't see somebody struggling like a girl on their own, clearly not sober i i'm just not one of those people that can walk past and pretend like i didn't see it like i have to help do you know what i mean because for most women can agree that if they were in the situation of being on their own and off their face and are in an unsafe situation you would want somebody to come and help you so i would never leave a woman by herself like that or anyone that's at you know at risk um so, yeah, I think 
a lot of girl, like all the girls I know, obviously it's always been something that we've had to think about our whole lives. But especially at the moment, it, it is really scary, especially with this whole injecting thing, which is just so awful. Um, it's unimaginable, really. It does just ruin everything for us because there's just so much we feel we can't do and all these clothes we can't wear and I'll, I'll never understand the thing of what you wear will change how you're treated. Like, I, I, sh I should be able to be naked and nobody even bat an eyelid. Do you know what I mean? It infuriates me um, that it's even a thing, but... Yeah, this whole the whole situation's just it's just really unsettling and it's scary and I can't imagine how scary it is for parents as well. Um, and it just feels like things are getting worse ever since the Sarah Everdard thing. Obviously, stuff's always been awful. Women have always been treated like rubbish, and men have always been horrible. <laughs> Not all men, obviously, but you know what I mean. Um, but I just feel like at the moment it just feels so much worse. And I'm, I, I'm almost getting to the point now where obviously I'm still scared, but I don't feel weak anymore. It's to the point that if anything happens, I'm just angry. Like, I will just <laughs> fight a man. I won't, obviously, don't worry, Mum and Dad, but you know what I mean. It's just so infuriating, the whole situation. Oh, fucking hell, man. Fucking hell, man. For God's sake, man. For God's sake, man. I found that man. so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I found that so depressing. Mm. I just kept seeing her, like, as this little girl that just, like... Trusted. You know, just out... You know, just outside looking at ants and just trusting absolutely everyone and everything. And, you know, Maddie does get very low mood, like all our teens do. And, you know, you just listen to that and you think... Well, of course they fucking have low mood, you know. And Maddie's only been to two clubs <clears> in her life, because she's only just 18. It's so a, she you know she doesn't think she'll go to anymore, because they're just horrible. Do you know what? I'm going to have to say I mean, I'm, you know, I've always found clubs quite sort of malevolent sort of places anyway. I mean, they're not always. I get that. You can have fun. But unfortunately, they they carry with them this thing. But so too do those those pubs that sort of are a little bit more than just pubs. Do you know what I mean? They get together. They're <clears> pre-club <throat> venues. But something else I was thinking just there, as you said that, and it's, it is absolutely heartbreaking, and, of course, I go to rage. I just go to rage as a, as a father. I just feel heartbroken. Does. I feel heartbroken for all... I just feel heartbroken. I mean, there's nothing we can say to them. Hmm. There's nothing I can say to her to make it OK. Hmm. You know, what, you know... Some of those... <sighs> I mean, she's not exaggerating when she says every time they go out, somebody will say something absolutely disgusting. Mm. You know, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? This is 2021 and we're going backwards. But you see the problem... And I'm really concerned about what, what Jocelyn said um, when she said <coughs> she feels there's a, almost... That there's a, a campaign. There's a, over the last few weeks, this is only in the last two or three weeks that they've been using the injections... She thinks that there's something very dark going on and there's almost a campaign sort of circling yeah. of a certain kind of man. Right. And I, I'm worried about that. That's really playing on my mind, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could this be an incel group? We don't know. Could it be? 
I mean, it's getting to the point where I, you know, more and more women are having to terrorism. clip and absolutely. curtail what it is they do. You're absolutely right, it is terrorism. Um, clip and curtail what they do. I mean, as I was listening to that, I was thinking two things about, you know, the role models that our girls have had. You know, they, your, your father, their grandfather, me, other men we've known. Very nice, I would say, decent men with values who respect women. It's almost like we've given them a bum steer because they go out into the world. I know. And yes, of course, they've got friendship. They get a horrible Horrible shot. shot. I almost feel bad that they haven't been softened up in some way to the brutalities of the world. But what does soften up mean? It's just horrendous. And then the other thing I was thinking whilst that was going on, yeah, I'm thinking of now setting up a group called Nice Blokes or Nice People who are like the Guardian Angels. This is what needs to happen. And as a group, we're all vetted, we're all checked, we're all, you know, you always have them in pairs, you always have whatever. Like yeah, the imagine having groups of dads walking around the nice blokes. Yeah. Nice blokes, because you want um, strong men. Nice blokes who are situated and go to clubs and are employed by the clubs and position two or three people in there well, and are simply there yeah. to step in when someone's being whatever. Guardian angels. Guardian angels. Yeah. But even that, well, it's just every solution we come up with just makes me so depressed. And it's like Maddie said, where's the root cause? Mm. Where are these boys growing up? Oh, no. Who are they being influenced by? We can't even call them animals because because... animals are beautiful creatures that were just never, ever just harmed for no reason or just for a laugh. Watch someone paralysed for a laugh. There's no two ways about it. It's feral values. Feral it's just disgusting and we need they need to know you if you spike someone they need to be up you could go to prison for 10 years because I, this is this is poisoning somebody mm, mm. look how crazy we went when the russians came and poisoned I know, people yeah. we went into yeah. a city lockdown right. people are going in and poisoning our daughters and some mm. of our sons they are poisoning them mm. while they're out having a good time and if it, why aren't we just as fucking angry as we were with the russians and if this was happening to men en masse there would be some kind of solution found i promise you right we're just gonna have a, a listen to carlitos as well spiking is a really scary thing now that is unfortunately becoming more and more popular within the nightclub scene and the, and the late night nightlife scene and yeah and I'm only recently 18 so I haven't had the chance yet to go clubbing but I've heard stories um, through the internet and through media and and I've a few of my friends have actually been spiked and it is re- a really scary thing to have in your mind it's a really scary worry um, I completely understand the fear of it now though through like I said through the media and through my friends stories and in all honesty it does make me so worried to even go clubbing for the first time um i but don't get me wrong though i know statistically it does happen to women a lot lot more than it happens to men but there are cases and there have been cases where it happens to men um and even the thought of spiking regardless of gender the thought of spiking is enough to put you off for going out for the night um my friends were, that were spiked uh, explained to me that their frame of mind and their outlook on going out is a lot different now than it was before. Um, three of my friends were spiked. Two of them were spiked by males and one was spiked by a female. So it just shows that anyone can be responsible for it. And I think a similar kind of principle from what Nadia said about the case of Sarah Everard kind of applies to this as well. Actually, um, when, you know, my friends now, when they go out, they have to be 
cautious of anyone and everyone. They have this thought in their mind, you know, and it's like, oh, this person could spite me, this person could spite me. Um, you, you know, this person might either be really, really nice to me or they could just be pretending to be nice and then just have ulterior motives. You know, no matter how hard they try and push this thought out of, out of their mind, they, they just have that thought in their head and anyone and everyone is capable and may spite them, you know. And it's really sad that things have now come to that. And it does make me fearful to go out clubbing. In all, honestly, it does, in all honesty. It makes me scared. And, you know, like I said before, I know statistically it happens way more to women than men. But it has happened to men enough times for us to feel scared too. Um, not only for us, but for women. The women around us, women going clubbing, just anyone. You know, especially those of us who are just turning 18, who have never done something like clubbing before. It's such a scary thought, and I don't know if people really know the full extent of how far it can go and the effects that it can have on you and your body. Um, you know, it's a shame that it's gotten to the point where you have to... You order a drink and you have to analyse it to see if the ice cubes have sunk or if it looks foggy and things like that. See if You, you have to analyse to see if it's if it's got warning signs that it's been spiked, you know. If I, if I were to see someone ever spike a drink and, and that person was about to take a sip, of course I'd intervene, you know. You have no idea what it was, and for all you know, it could kill them. You know, so it's so dangerous, and it, it really genuinely does make me worried about the night scene, not only for me, but for my friends that like to go out on a night out often, you know. It's scary. When the lights go out, the world turns a lot, lot darker. And also, um, you know, it's not a case of these people should be more careful where they put their drinks or they should never leave their drinks alone. Yes, you should never leave your drinks alone. But the people that spike drinks, the people that do these awful, awful things are like pickpocketers. They do it without you even noticing. You know, so you just... you you don't even notice half the time. Um, they're just so sneaky, they know exactly what they're doing, they're trained, they're so sly. Um, so it's really, you know, you never ever know. So that's why these you see on Instagram now all these warning signs that people have to look out for um, to see if their drinks have been spiked, which is, which is a sad thought. Every time you go to take a sip, you need to take another look to see if it's been spiked. Um, you know, so it's never a case of these people need to be more careful. It's a case of these people that do it, that pick, that spike the drinks, are like pickpocketers. They're so sly and so sneaky, they do it without you noticing. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, Carlitos there. Describing, and again, you know, sobering, like you said, statistically... It is more often than not men against women, but there's also another category. That doesn't I'm... mean it's not scary. <clears throat> no, like you absolutely. said, what about the women that I'm with? Because that's how a good man yeah, thinks. thinks. Exactly. A he good means, man yeah. thinks. And what Maddie said, <clears throat> you know, that the pressure that her boyfriends mm. and her the male friends have to mm. have to look after those girls, and that's not something we've really spoken no, about. No, it's not. And also, if you're a good, decent bloke, that yeah. can be entirely nerve-wracking. Because yeah. as we know, you could easily be stabbed, 
yeah. beaten to with so his life. So if I'm so, sitting here now as a parent of a son, I'm mm. going to be thinking, oh, my God, my son is mixing with these dreadful mm. people. Oh, my God, my son could be picked on for not mm. being one of these people. The fear is real. Yeah, but that's interesting you should say that because there are two different fears I have when Maddie's going out with her boyfriend. Maddie's going out. One is she's going out. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fear. The next, and you know, who's going to be looking out for her? What's her friendship group? What's their level of kind of responsibility, collective responsibility, all that kind of stuff, which is why I think nice blokes or nice people need to be put in clubs. Um, the other the other concern, actually, is whenever she says, oh, I'm going out with a bunch of boys, a whole different set of fears kicks in. Because I know that if something happens or is suggested, we have a different scale of yeah. violence or difficulty that could develop with boys. Yeah, because pa like Paddy will want, we'll want to defend yeah, her, and we don't want Paddy to defend her, but we want Paddy to defend her, but we mm. don't want Paddy to defend her, because yeah, we don't yeah. want Paddy to be in trouble. Exactly. You know, it's just... And here's another one, guys. I think every parent needs to talk to their children about this, because it's a fact, unfortunately, that within friendship groups, it's often seen as, really stupidly, fun, fun or funny, funny thing to spike to a friend's drink, just to see what yeah. happens. And there might not necessarily be a no. bad kid or an exactly. evil kid, and that's why it's so important to have the conversations yeah. with your children. This is a very serious crime. Yes, yeah. Let's well, not muck about. Let's, let's not use the word spiking, which has become a completely acceptable part of our language. You are poisoning another human being, exactly. which could result in death, paralysation, blindness. Mm. It's no joke. As we said to the girls' night in, girls, um, what's really frustrating about the term spiking is it's just an ordinary thing on the list, on the I checklist think. of going out, which doesn't flag it. You wouldn't say don't get raped tonight. Yeah, well, they said when they I said, went off to university, you know, their parents were like, and, and of course, the spiking thing. The poisoning! Yeah. The poisoning! Yeah, exactly. Jeez, oh. I'm finding this hard. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're just a bit worried that she might tell you off, you could always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Thank you so much, everybody that contacted me on Instagram. I've read every single comment, and I have to say that was a hugely upsetting thing. My heart goes out to every one of you. And I think we should reiterate, as we did at the beginning, you know, for anyone who could be triggered by mm -hmm. any of this, um, you might want to pause at this point because there's some pretty... Grueling. Grueling messages. Messages, and, you know, straight off the very first one. I'm not going to read out uh, the person's name, but thank you so much for sharing this. Um, my beautiful daughter's friend sadly was raped last week after being spiked. Um, she's an educated professional, aged 25, and so horrendous for her not to remember anything except walking naked with a used condom inside her. Police have taken DNA and her phone has been tracked. However, they're not taking it any further. The impact on her life and mental health is unforgivable. She was careful never accepted a drink, etc. And this is what we hear all oh, the time. So God. She was careful. She was professional. She was a good person. She's, and we're always having to make excuses for the victim. I know, it's astonishing. And it's like, there is no... I mean, the problem with this is, it's like saying, how can you guarantee you won't be murdered? I mean, you know, mm. OK, the, the statistics mm. stack against the likelihood... 
but you can't remove the possibility entirely. And sadly, you're far more likely to be sexually assaulted, raped, or spiked than you are murdered. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, what can you say? The thing is, we have no equivalent of this for men when they go out and something terrible happens to them. We don't have that equivalent. We don't say. Well, there are, there Were are you circles. a careful person? Were you wearing a stab vest? Yeah. Did you make sure that you phoned your parents when you were on the way home? Yeah. Did you FaceTime your group of friends as you walked along the street? We don't do this. No, male, male rape does happen. Oh, um, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying whenever there is yeah. a, vic a male victim of something horrific, yes. we don't ask what, what the male victim's job was, what they were wearing, how they responded, how careful they were. Mm. No, we I don't agree. ask, we haven't got... I can't think of a single question mm. I would ask a male victim for anything. No, actually. I agree. Um, Catherine, I mean, just, just in the example of do we ever ask men how much they were drinking? No, 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 no exactly. Uh, Catherine, it's absolutely horrendous. I've been spiked. I'm a mum of teenage boy and worry for him with these animals out there. And they... This is the other thing, isn't it? If you are a mother of a son, you know, your son is likely to come up at some point up against men that might think that this is all quite funny. But animals is the term. Animals is the term. And, you know, as yeah, a dad who, you know, let's not forget, this is my gender. And I can't begin to explain how how fucking embarrassing, humiliating, disappointing. I mean, so disappointing. And I can't even understand, I mean, I can't, because of the upbringing I've had, understand that level of toxic masculinity. Obviously, all men and women make mistakes based on their gender. All men and women have certain things about them based on their gender. But this is unforgivable, unacceptable and disgusting behaviour. I don't know what values they've been instilled with. And the way that we go to the word animals, as I do, and somebody pulled me up on it the other day, and they said, think of an animal doing something as disgusting as this. Well, that's true. This. Yeah, that's true. An they animal wouldn't. wouldn't spike another animal. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. I don't even know what the word is. Uh, Sue for land for under, I think. Soul for under. <laughs> for under. I have a 27 and 30-year-old girls. It's getting worse. I used to drop and pick them up. They are mums now and don't really go to clubs. They've been, they have friends who have been spiked whilst out. One woke up in a car and managed to escape. Oh, oh my God. God. She still has nightmares. I'm not surprised. I don't think she even reported it to the police. It's horrendous that girls aren't safe anywhere. We need to get so angry. Mums of boys should teach their sons to respect all women. Entirely agree. Entirely agree. Yeah. Um, girls aren't... And it feels like girls aren't safe anywhere. And again, you sort of remind us of the fact that you hear the statistics... But because they're not statistics, you never hear the non-statistics. So we never get a sense of the true picture because the vast majority of women are making really difficult choices mm. for themselves based upon, will anything happen with this? Will I be shamed? Will I be humiliated? Mm. Will Nobody I not will be taken me, seriously? Nobody will believe yeah. me. Everyone will say, oh, right, yeah, you got spiked. How many yeah. drinks did you have? And you hear many times that that process, the process of trying to push a sort of, you know, a conviction through is as traumatic as the original event sometimes. Mm. Sam Davis Geo. This happened to my daughter's friend last night in a pub in Plymouth. Just a bunch of lovely teachers out for a few drinks to celebrate half-term and all the hard work they'd done. One of them fell face-first down the stairs, threw up, 
went to hospital and it turns out she'd been injected. What sick fuckers are out there? I'm scared for my daughters. Jesus. Dear oh. me. Deary me. I mean, well, it's... you know, I was speaking to somebody this morning and they said that they were out with a group last night. It was their group and another little, somebody that I work with and another little extended group. And somebody was spiked last night. I mean, it's yeah, happening all the bloody all the, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, this Lizzie Nitz. My 23-year-old niece had a drink spiked in Swansea a couple of months ago. She was very poorly, but thankfully is fully recovered now from the physical symptoms. But of course, she's now terrified of going out again. And I'm even more terrified of my 25-year-old daughter going out in our hometown of Bristol. Well, you know, and I hear you, and I feel for you, we feel for you as parents, for all those that say, come on, can we not scaremonger? Come on, you know, this is rare. Of course, being spiked with an injection, thank God, is rare and fairly new. But being spiked with something into your glass is not new and has been going on for years and has been going and is and is just as paralyzing you mm. know mm. um i've seen quite a few things starting to bubble up now that we should stop talking about this because we're frightening people and we're yeah, but, but it's like no no that's people that that just think it's pointless to try because there's nothing mm. we can do i'm I, i'm completely well, opposite. I, and we have to talk more about it well i agree it's like the sarah everard case it's like yeah. suddenly there, there comes a point where it's sort of almost unpalatable or un or just not right to talk about something that is a profound problem after a certain amount of time. And I think that's the unforgivable part of it's all of it. Wrong. Of course, what you're trying to strike, you're always trying to strike a balance as a parent between not scaring your kids, but educating them and informing them and equipping them. I'm a big believer in forewarned is forearmed. And with this one, Girls and women have to so have their wits about them mm. for each other and on their own. And one other element, I'd quite like to read this one if that's okay, yeah. um, is around this idea, again, not that there are gradations of awfulness to this. I mean, I can't really believe that I'm even beginning to say this, but it feels even more awful when it's done and people find it funny. My daughter had her drink spiked in a local bar in a small village in Wales, says Jackie. Only had one drink, people thought she was drunk and left her to get home on her own. All she can remember is waking up in her own vomit. For fuck's sake, she could have choked or anything could have happened on her way home. This happened in a small caring community, in inverted commas, where people know each other. Some idiots thought it was funny. Funny? My ass. So, so worrying for young women and their families. Yeah, and I can feel your rage. Yeah. I can feel Yeah. It. I mean, I remember um, someone, the daughter of a friend years ago, going out on a night out, and they essentially couldn't account for most of the evening and came round in a strange flat. And this is the weirdest part of the whole story. Wasn't that. It was the way in which the family proceeded on normally. Not because, not because they didn't care, but because they couldn't do anything. They didn't know how to fill the gaps. They didn't know what the gaps were. It was just so awful. Um, Marine cruises narrowboat. My daughter has to FaceTime me when walking home from work and uni to just feel safe. Oh, totally God. agree with you, Nadia. Oh. Fucking hell. Bed, Kerry. I was in the late 90s. Luckily, I was with my cousin and best friend at a nightclub. So when I started falling asleep, he picked me up and carried me to my friend's flat and stayed with me all night, bless him. So grateful I had people with me, and I think it was just a sleeping pill. 
The bloke that did it was someone that knew my boyfriend, now my hubby, uh, from school. I stupidly let him buy me a drink. I've only ever told my hubby about it. I do always wonder if my cousin took advantage uh -huh. while I was asleep. But I'll never know and just hope he was the kind person I knew he was. Oh, my God, there are so many points in this message. First of all, where is it that you say um, something about taking the drink? We always look at where we were wrong, where we could have been blamed, where we stupid to take a drink. Thank God we didn't take a drink. And I just think it's very, very hard for us to turn the wheel on this narrative that we all automatically go to. You know, we did the tick list. We did the tick list and somehow this happened to me, which means somehow this was still my fault. You know what I think could end up happening here, and this kind of ties into the Girls' Night In campaign, I think we either have to have female women-only venues or... I believe that what will in, what will increasingly happen. No, I know that's not. I know it shouldn't happen. Yeah, it shouldn't nice. happen. No, 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 it shouldn't happen. But equally, I'm beginning to wonder whether you know, for example, like the girls, and you can't guarantee, as this this case study, you know, unfortunately testifies to, you can't guarantee that those closest to you aren't actually the perpetrators of this awfulness. But sometimes it's a safer bet if you're in amongst a group of friends and you all trust each other and you're all kind of in couples and all that kind of stuff. When I worry that the only way I could recommend, the only thing I could think to recommend to my daughters is don't be out, have your kind of motives, have your little parties at home, have them in each other's houses. That doesn't guarantee everything, but it removes the possibility of strangers. <sighs> And then we could get to the point where we don't mix with anyone, and then we could get to the point where we stay in our well, bedrooms. Well, of course, the, the, the preference is that it's education and yeah. transformation. Yeah. But are we really going to get that when everything we'll everything is lacks funding? And who's going to be who's going to who's going to educate these men out of this? Let's be honest. Who is? Yeah. The other thing that breaks my heart there with that message is that she will have to wonder all her yeah. life yeah. whether her cousin is the man that she hopes he will he is. Isn't that just... Awful. ...heartbreaking? Um, Dawn, my daughter was spiked twice, and that was awful for her and for us as a family. But to think that you can be injected by someone for the hell of it beggars belief. If this happened to my daughter, then I don't think I could sit back and do nothing. It was bad enough when she had something put in her drink, and we never found out who did it. But to inject someone is actual bodily harm. Who knows what will come next? And Dawn, I would say that your daughter had actual bodily harm when there was something yeah, put into her drink. Yeah, because absolutely. you don't know what this, what this is. Yeah. And I just think, yes, you're right. We need actual body harm. We need grievous bodily harm. We need 10, 15-year sentences. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, that won't root out a pure evil sociopath, but it might just sort out the idiots that think, think it's, it's quite a lot yeah, right. to do it. Uh, Ruth, so scary. I worry about my teenage grandkids so much. I, as an adult, was spiked twice. But as an ex-nurse, I knew within minutes. First time, I was only drinking pop, so I knew instantly it was still scary and the chap even tried to get me in my taxi with me but failed oh second time I was with my husband told him and he instantly took me home both times could have ended very differently it's real it does happen but you may not be in control crikey it drives me mad these poor women mothers oh grandmothers Consularity. It seems that this generation of men have not been taught how to respect and treat women. Exactly. And my worry is, where will they learn? 
My mother, God rest her soul, taught me at a very formative age to always respect women. She stressed that it was a woman who was responsible for bringing me into this world, and we owe it to all women to acknowledge their unique function. Never hit or abuse a woman, she insisted. They demand respect at all times. To thinking about this, I wonder whether the only, you know, when you actually go to the heart of it, what can be one of the main reasons that it seems like male attitudes to women are getting worse rather than better? And it must be about culturally, and I mean British culture as much as any other culture within our culture, you know, we're a multicultural society, but I worry that all cultures come from a patriarchal past, and I think all cultures uh, feel, the men in them, feel under threat from the strength and potential freedom of women. And I can only think that it's getting worse because there is resentment. I mean, why else? Why else? True misogyny. True misogyny. True misogyny. Um... And finally, Ange, the worst is when girls drinks are spiked and the bar, a big chain, police, local press, etc., are not interested and the bar chain won't even share the CCTV. Well, this is, this is why I'm so, I'm so proud of the girls' night in me. Yeah, Because quite. This, is all, uh, this is all the things that they're asking for, you know, better CCTV, t- CCTV handing over the footage. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, taking action. We, we mustn't give up. We mustn't. I think what they might need to do is have... Um, we did it on a series we did years ago, Kitchen SOS. They need to put GoPro CCTV cameras on bars at both ends. At both. Of them have them. Yeah, but on the bar, literally on the bar, at bar level, looking along oh, the right. bar to see what's happening. Not just the camera at the top, right. but behind the bar, because you can never really tell whether people are picking up a drink or not. Yeah. Actually situate GoPros. And I think really what the Girls Night In Girls are doing is a huge amount of pressure needs to be exerted on bars and nightclubs to up their security, to up their monitors, you know, their CCTV systems security systems it's the only way it's the only thing i can think of that would make me feel happier about our girls going out that was a tough tough long listen Mm. guys but keep the conversation going that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>